0: Hello, my dear, dear RTAFers, and welcome to another episode of the RTAF Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Norris, and this week we have Ryan Connell as our guest. Ryan is a gallerist, an art curator, and collector. Uh, his new space just opened up here in Denver. It's called Ryan Joseph Gallery, and they featured an opening solo show from Andrew Davis, who was the the guest on episode 73 a couple episodes ago and in this episode we talk about Ryan's journey from selling artwork for his friends for free I might add to opening up his own gallery here in Denver. It's an inspiring story and the moral there is to follow your interests and your heart and not be so worried about making a buck and we also discuss pricing paintings how the art world works and some of the rackets they're in. Talk about Ryan's superpowers and getting in to some healthy routines. So please, if you've got a chance, go check out Ryan Joseph Gallery in Denver. I'll put links to Ryan's Instagram as well as a website. And patrons will get the in-person video featuring some of, well, just one painting from Andrew Davis that's up in the gallery. And if you're interested in becoming a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash podcast and check out the tiers available. They're starting at just $4 a month and it really helps keep this thing going. And I want to shout out all my current patrons. Thank you guys so much. Couldn't do it without you. There's eight of you currently and it helps a lot. Not only uh, monetarily, but uh, just... Just emotionally, psychology, uh, psychology, psychologically. You know what I mean? It's good to know that there are some people out there who care. And I appreciate you all very much. And yeah, let's jump right into it. Thanks again for being here. Here is Ryan Connor. yeah Ryan Connell what's up dude man you know just trying to live the dream hell yeah yeah looks like you are so we're here in uh in Brian Joseph gallery mm-hmm. yeah brand new brand new brand new still smells fresh in here yeah <laughs> fresh paint fresh floor fresh drywall yeah all of it oh yeah um yeah and right here for people watching video and thank you patreon subscribers. We've got one of Andrew Davis's unsold piece, pieces from the show last week.
1: Yeah, one of only three left.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's this one called? Echo. Echo, okay, yeah. Okay, nice. Let me try and turn you up a little bit, man. Uh, sound check? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: check, one, check one, two. There we go. Yeah, that's a little I'm just
0: gonna keep going lower and lower as you turn it up higher. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Congratulations, too. First of all, thank you. It's good to see you. Like, like have your own space now, and and yeah, I think that we probably met. I think probably actually through like Jake and the the Apex guys back in the day. Probably, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you you are a, a gallerist. Is that what you would say?
1: I think so. Yeah, yeah. that's what I like to say sometimes. Yeah, yeah, gallerist. the professional. Yeah, where you're a gallery owner, I guess, without mm-hmm. saying you're a gallery owner. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um,
0: yeah. But pretty much a one man show. So. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm. I'm always curious, like how you got to to where you're at, like how how anybody that I have on the show, like their journey, their story. So maybe if you could, I don't know where you want to start, but like. <laughs> Just uh, just talk about, you know, how you got interested in art in the first place and kind of your path along the way.
1: Yeah, I'll give like some Cliff Notes versions. Um, Sweet. I think I've always been a fan of art uh, in general. Um, I didn't really realize I was collecting artwork until I thought back and realized that I listened to a lot of metal. Mm -hmm. And growing up, like I would collect like the booklet inserts because they had crazy artwork that I didn't see anywhere else. Yeah. And so that was like another fun aspect just when I was buying CDs back in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, but so always been like a fan of artwork. Uh, my grandmother on my father's side, uh, is a collector, um, and was friends with artists. So I was kind of like around it when I was a child. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like super in my face about it. Um, but I think the way that I got into it is, uh, I had friends when I lived in Austin, uh, that were in the art scene there. And I started buying some pieces when I had the money to. Um, and I also had stumbled across, you know, the, the greats of Mars and Oliver and Damon. Yeah. And when I was introduced to them, it was like, you know, the sixth degree of separation where it was like somebody who was directly friends with them. And that's how they had all these originals that I was around. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like what, what is this stuff? You know? Yeah. And when I did some more research on them, I realized that their paintings were, you know, crazy. And then they were always sold immediately. You couldn't get a hold of them. Prints were super hard to find. And, uh, I remember when I first started collecting, I think I was collecting prints before I was getting originals. And I was like grabbing any of their prints that I could find anywhere. Um, and then it moved on to originals from friends and uh xander Lampkin, uh you know one of my boys from i don't know we've been friends for over a decade now i think Mm -hmm. um he was painting and i always liked to support him so anytime he was throwing up something new i was like i gotta have it let me get it you know because i loved it and then i also was trying to support him as much as possible um Uh and at a certain point like i would have friends over and they would like see you know what was on my walls and be like where did all this come from like how do i get it yada 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 and um you know eventually i had one friend that was like super serious like where do i how do i get some of these pieces particularly like of xander's Mm -hmm. uh and i was like well let me make a phone call and i called xander and i was like what do you have anything available right now and he's like man i've got like i don't know a dozen pieces that are just sitting around And I was like, put him in the car. We're gonna take a trip down to San Marcos, which is not very far from Austin. It's like a 30 minute drive down South. Mm -hmm. Uh, we went to go visit our friend, um, and you know, we ended up selling him, I don't know, six to eight pieces. Nice. And so that was like my first like art dealing, if you will, that I, I wasn't making any money off of it at all. I didn't have that desire at any point. Like I just wanted to support Xander, you know, get him out there more. Um, am I talking okay? Am I still too soft?
0: Can you bring it just like closer to you? How's that? That's way better. That's better. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. And make sure you're kind of like pointed at it. Okay. Yeah. I just keep doing soft spoken, man. Just yeah. whispering the whole time. No, that's okay.
1: Just trying to whisper sweet nothings in everyone's ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah. So I mean, that was kind of like one of the first things I was doing. Uh, and then I slowly like the circle of friends that I kept were artists or other art dealers or involved in the art scene at some, some form or fashion.
0: Was that, was that intentional?
1: Uh, no, no, you did, it just,
0: just because you love the art and yeah. you found yourself around those people. Yeah.
1: I just started nice. hanging out with them more. I feel like they were just the the people that I was like vibing with the most For sure. and was just easier to click with. Um, and so, you know, the people that you like to be around are the people you want to be around. So yeah, for I think sure. that's kind of how it started to fall into place. Yeah. Um, and then you fast forward a little bit and like, I was traveling a lot at the time, uh, and, or let me back up some, I'm sorry. In like 2014, like the momentum show happened for Mars yep. and the boys with further, um, yep. here in Denver. And I used it as like a excuse to come up to Denver for the first time. Um, nice. I was in, in that time frame from what I was talked about with Xander until like this point was like helping some art friends, like play some pieces here and there, but just doing it for, you know, basically for fun and to help them. hmm and then when I came up to see that show, um, I mean, were you at that show? I feel like I every, was, I was like, everyone was at that show. Yeah. yeah I re, I
0: re, I'll never forget that. Yeah. Show. It
1: was a crazy fucking show. Yeah. I can cuss on this right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a gnarly show, you know? And, um, I remember Mars had these little molecules, you know, the little, the mini ones that mm-hmm. he first came out with there and I had already been talking to him online a little bit, but just, you know, fanboying out at him. We didn't have like an established relationship or anything, but, uh, when i saw him at the show i was like hey how do i get these molecules because they were like in my price range you know i was like i can afford something of Mars's now like what's up dude let me grab these yeah and he was like ah you know what hang on let me see i don't know if we even have them to sell yet these just might be just to display but we're going to sell some later on and um a couple months of like talking with him uh and like kind of pestering him about like hey can i get those molecules like what's going on yeah uh he was like hey Uh, you've been patient and you've been persistent you know like um i have the sets coming now i'm going to let you have first dibs on however many you want nice and i interpreted it as like i know a lot of friends that have or want mars stuff but don't have access to it so i was like i'm definitely going to get like a set of each one of these materials but i'm going to ask all my friends too and so i asked a lot of my friends if they wanted some and i ended up having like i don't know there's there were 48 sets in total and i had 24 of them sold basically and so when i got on the phone with him he was like yeah how many sets do you want like two or three and i was like oh i don't know if i misunderstood you but like uh, i've got like 24 sets that i could sell for you right now and he was like what do you just want to sell these things for me and i was like whoa really (laughs) and he was like yeah like i'll just you know you'll take these 24 and i'll give you some other ones and you can start doing your thing with them and i was like this is fucking nuts this is my favorite artist like letting me you know sell one of his things i was like okay cool and that really like you know was a jump starter in addition to like what i was doing already cuz again i wasn't making money off of these things but then he allowed me to like make a commission off of them as well yeah and so that was like my like official like i've made money off of art type of thing
0: which was a neat addition what a what a huge what a huge break
1: yeah or just Right time, right place. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I did nothing other than just pester the guy, Yeah. you yeah. know, <laughs> until he was finally like, here, yeah. here's some molecules. And then, you know, again, I still don't know to this day, I should probably clarify with him since I talked to him so often and just be like, What well, did you mean just like, here's a couple sets for you? Or yeah, did, yeah. did you mean like however many you want, you can sell to some of your friends and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but
0: yeah, so cool.
1: that was pretty fortunate. Uh, and then you know, I had a bunch and I was like traveling at the time. And so like I was seeing people, you know, all over the place, I had friends around the country that I was visiting. And so like I would have the molecules with me and then prints or whatever from other friends or pieces that were small enough to like put in the car. And they were like, just see what you can do with them. And so like I was just kind of networking around and selling pieces and then meeting up with other artists that like I hadn't met physically, but like had online, you know, relationships with. Yeah. Um, and you know one thing would lead to another you know like hey can you help me sell some works again you know just like before or like can you help you're going this over here can you take these with your car if you have enough room in it and like deliver these pieces here whether it was to a gallery or to a collector or whatever um
0: and so you're kind of like a mobile Art salesman, I guess to at a degree at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was weird. Uh, is this still like 2014, yeah, 2015? Yeah. Probably around that time. Okay.
1: Um, and then I think, you know, I came up to Denver for that show, uh, mm-hmm. and it coincided with a couple of new conscious shows that were also happening, um, and met a bunch of people there too, that were in the scene, you know, yeah. and just like around that I didn't have, you know, a physical introduction with until this point. Um and you know at New Conscious Kurt was booking uh shows with people that were like friends of mine or that like I just really was a fan of. Yeah. Uh and so like I made, you know, an excuse to be able like I gotta come up next month now, you know, driving mm-hmm. up from Texas, like 16 hours one way by <laughs> myself. Um and yeah, I think uh again, like I was friends with like Calyptus and Cybe and a couple other people at the time in CT. And uh I was just coming up to support. And at one point, like I drove, like, cause Calyptus is in, in New Jersey and I drove right. from Texas to New Jersey and picked him up and all of his body of work that he was having at New Conscious and drove it. Really? Yeah. All the way to Denver and wow. helped set up the show. And then I helped sell a couple pieces and like, I didn't do this other than the fact that, you know, you wanted to. yeah, I wanted to and Calyptus asked me, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: And so, um, that's so awesome, man. Like y- you don't really hear about that kind of thing happening a lot in, in in the art industry and and even in other other like entertainment arts and entertainment industries you know like yeah not a lot of people just do it for the love but you kind of like it seems like you kind of alley-ooped uh like your love of of the art into like a career yeah Is that um, accurate
1: pretty much yeah I, again it was like right time and place um mm-hmm. you know kurt saw that i was coming around often uh, and like, basically it was like, you know, the artists, you know, the collectors, um, you've been helping and like, you know, I didn't even know you were helping until like now, you know, I have three or four shows in that you've been yeah. up here and he's like, I, you know, I could use some help here. And basically like made me an offer to like, you know, do you want to come up and like take the gallery over? You Yeah. Know? Yeah. And I was like, again, beside myself even more than I was with Mario where I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. yeah. Who's like, somebody's offering me a gallery to take over and one that I've been frequenting and like my friends are showing at and stuff. And I was yeah. like, I was like, okay, um, I'm going to think about it. And I waited like 30 days and then got back to him and I was like, yeah, you know, we have to set up some, some guidelines and everything, but yeah. I'm down, you know, what let's were it.
0: your, what were your like responsibilities? Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. from
1: booking the shows to handling the, uh, the artist relations to the collectors, um, Mm -hmm. to
0: the setup, you know, to all the fine details. Um, and you were, you were there at the second iteration of new conscious or even at the the first. first, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: Kurt made me the offer in 2015. Okay. Um, in in March Mm -hmm. and I accepted, I guess April. Uh, but I was doing it from like a distance in Texas still. So like for the first, I don't know, six months, i was driving up every month to do a show with him and i was like working you know remotely from texas and like helping him do stuff Mm -hmm. um and then i finally like made the move up here like shortly before 2016 and yeah was there at the first location and into the second iteration and then into the third Mm -hmm. um until yeah we are here now in 2021 and we're I parted ways in 2020 and decided to do my own thing. Cause I've, you know, it was always a goal and a dream and yeah, you know, just again, right time, right place. So uh, I hope that kind of summarizes yeah. no, that's <laughs> the journey. I mean, that's kind of like a cliff notes version without getting too crazy detailed, but yeah, it's just been, I think just right time, right place. You know, yeah. just so, op- you,
0: so you've established all these, uh, like relationships with artists and collectors too. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, what do you look for if anything in an artist's work or 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 even maybe it's something outside of their work that like interests you about them um, is it just the fact that their work can sell or is it is it that thing that he, you know like it's hard to put your finger on like what makes art good right yeah
2: i think so too right? I mean,
0: and but i love asking that question cuz it's impossible to answer so a lot of times i get like <laughs> You're just trying Five to stump your guests. answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not trying to stump you, but like, is is there anything you look for in particular, or is it just something that like that you like?
1: Um, so when curating, you know? I think that uh, I don't ever go for the flavor of the week. You know, if mm-hmm. a piece is selling, like an artist is doing really well and sells, like that's cool, that's yeah. great. Um, but the way that I curate is that I usually want to book shows with artists that I would have in my own personal collection. Right. Um, and you know, when I'm finding artists, I'm usually like having a moment with some of their artwork, you know, where I'm just like in a trance by it, you know, or we're just really taken back by it. Yeah. Um, and so that's like number one for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, number two is, is probably, um, their motivation. Because I I feel like what unintentionally I have found is that a lot of artists that I work with are painting, whether they're trying to make money off of it or not. Like whether they were doing it for a living, like doesn't matter. Like they they are painting because they want to and they feel like they need to. You know, It's, it's their favorite pastime to do, and it's not necessarily because they're trying to like make a statement. It's just that's what they do for fun. You know, right. some people play video games, some people, you know, I don't right. know, do motocross. So that's a terrible example, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like everyone has their fun things that they do. And like, yeah. that's what they, they do it for the love, I guess is what I'm getting around to. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, I mean,
0: well, that's perfect because like, obviously you were doing what you were doing for the love for a couple years, at least, yeah. you know? And, and yeah, that, that makes total sense. Like, yeah. and I think that that's just, uh, in a roundabout way that's like great advice for anybody starting any discipline it's like try and hold on to the thing that made you start it in the first place right for
1: sure yeah Yeah. i mean try to remember the reason why you're doing it you know you can get lost and distracted by a bunch of stuff and yeah it's easy to forget Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think those are the the main the main two and i don't ever get attracted to like one specific style of art because i like a pretty diverse range yeah um and typically a lot of the artwork that i tend to gravitate towards is like a combination of like at least two to three different styles Mm -hmm. um i think it's i'm not you know an art history major Um, i don't have like the super in-depth formal knowledge that a lot of other people do uh, which probably angers some individuals but uh, (laughs) but I, i i feel personally that a lot of artwork that is like focused on one specific like genre or aesthetic is has been on repeat for a long time for sure and that's not to take anything away from them because we still see new stuff that is fantastic that's already not necessarily been done but you know it's a new iteration of it yeah yeah um but i feel like for us to enjoy the progression is to like take a little bit from different you know things that we really like and then like andrew's paintings are a great example of that absolutely i mean he's doing His own research, if you will, on mythology or reading poems or studying ancient Renaissance pieces or or sculptures, you know, and then taking a little bit of what he likes from each one of those and interpreting him his own way and then making something new out of it. Yeah. So I think a lot of the artwork that I tend to gravitate towards is something like that, you know, where it's. a
0: mashup of styles. Exactly. I was. Yeah. uh, That's what I like to make, too, I think. It's like I don't want to just. I don't know. I borrow from, from like a lot of different artists I've noticed, you know, I, I'll be like doing a thing and I'm like, Oh, that looks like so-and-so or yeah. that, you know, this part reminds me of a part I saw in someone else's painting. Yeah. And like, not in, even in an intentional way until it's like already on the canvas, you know? Right. Yeah. But I think that that's, I mean, for me personally, it's like opinion time, but, uh, I'm oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that that's my favorite type of art too is is someone who can like mash up different styles in a way, you know? Yeah, and come up with their own. Come up with their own voice, yeah. yeah. Like David Bowie is one of my favorite, like rock and, you know, rock and roll, but like he has like later stuff is like jazzy and orchestral and like, you know, there's rock, there's blues, there's funk, there's disco, all that shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it just allows for the room for experimentation and progression.
0: You yeah. Know?
1: Cause then you can really like dive into other areas that you weren't in before mm-hmm. and just be like, I played around with this. Now I want to see like where I can go further or I'm done with this for a little while and I'm bored and I want to try something else, you know, and it's not, doesn't get stagnant. No. And it's not too much of a hard shift either, you know, yeah. cause you've already had maybe some elements of something in there before. So
0: you can see how you could, you know, make the bridge. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Is there, so do people ever come to you? Um, and ask for your help or your advice or anything like that, any artists
1: in which way, like what kind of capacity
0: well, like um, I don't know, I guess you you just opened your gallery, but yeah. has anyone ever showed you their portfolio and been oh like, like that, yeah, 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 for
1: sure, um, yeah. I mean. I've had, pl- like, a good amount of people, you know, uh, mm-hmm. inquire about, like, making submissions or something like that, mm-hmm. um, or just wanting to share their artwork, which I'm always open to looking at art, regardless of where it's at and whatever level or stage, because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I like to work with artists that are emerging, or and if I, you know, can, very, very well established ones and everyone in between. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, there's definitely been individuals that have, like, asked me to, like, take a look at some stuff. Um, I don't know if they're asking, like, for help on anything, but... Mm-hmm.
0: Um, or, or if they're trying to like get a show out of it or, yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, it happens. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of inevitable. Uh, I'm in a fortunate, unfortunate for them. I'm in a position where I'm already kind of booked out for quite some time. Yeah. Um, my, how, how, how long are you booked out? Uh, well into 2023, I'm sorry, 2022, I'm I'm starting to get into 2023 too. Oh wow. Yeah. Nice. Um, I mean, everything that was supposed to happen last year, obviously transitioned over. So it took up a lot of this year and then I already was into the next year last year as well. So, you know, just the pieces fall where they're supposed to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm always down to look at artwork, but a lot of times I just have to, you know, uh, politely tell them I, I can't. Right now, you mm-hmm. know, but I'm always like when I'm looking at them, I'll make a note. And, you know, uh, if if I see something that is a good fit for a group show or whatever mm-hmm. later on, then I'll definitely be in contact.
0: Nice. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah how do you how do you feel about like the, the kind of gatekeeper role that gallery owners play?
1: It's fucking weird, man. Yeah. Like, it's super weird. Yeah. Like, I don't I've I, I feel uh, you. I don't think that I don't know. I know that I have a different perspective uh, and maybe business model than a lot of other galleries do. Mm -hmm. Um, because a lot of them are like, you know, monetarily focused, Mm. uh, which I obviously it's a part, but it's not my main focus. Like I could care less about making money on the art. Mm. Um, we have to pay the bills one way or another, but, uh, you know, if that's your like main motivation, then it's not doing it for the right reasons. Um, but I know that there's other galleries like we were talking earlier off mic, but you know, that there's, spaces in new york and i'm sure other places that are like yeah we'll take an artist's submission and then they'll tell the artist like yeah you, you can show with us you're in you know and then they're like yeah well, let's let's do this and what do i gotta do and then they're like okay well here's a ten thousand dollar entrance fee and all this <laughs> other kind of crazy shit and you're like what
0: that's dude? so that's so crazy when you told me that um i it's not like unbelievable at all like at all of course like everything eventually turns into that right yeah
1: (laughs) i mean it's just mind-boggling though
0: but it's like what the fuck yeah like yeah it just makes it seem like much more of a racket i suppose for sure yeah
1: i mean i think that the 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 perspective needs to be flipped a lot for like maybe galleries because a lot of them have this attitude of like talking down to artists to a degree of like, you know, this is why you need me. I'm going to take you places and shit when it's really the other way around. Exactly. You know, like yeah. as a gallery, like I'm fortunate to be able to work with the artists that I work with and like it it's not something that I take lightly, you know, I'm like, this is great, you know, because essentially like it's their hard work that I'm showcasing and it's helping me build my brand. Yeah. Uh, but building my brand's not something that I really care too much about. I just want to work with these artists and I like, like to show the art and ideally bring in things that people here haven't seen yet in person. So Mm -hmm. like it's expanding the culture. But I think that it's just wild to me that like, you know, there's this elitist mentality of like, you know who are you and why am i talking to you you know like like you're lucky you should be talking to me or that we want to work with you at all and it's it's really should be the other way around like i think a a lot more galleries should be vocalizing their uh gratitude to the artists of like thank you so much for wanting to do this with me you have a lot of choices out there there's a lot of galleries you know like yeah it's great that we are able to have a working relationship like this you know and hopefully it's synergistic where we can continue
0: man that's so refreshing to Just because you have, uh, like, from my perspective, you have, like, a very accurate take on what's going on, right? Like, uh, you know, all us artists, we have, like, online... We have our presence online. Mm -hmm. Um, Even now, like, there's NFTs and stuff. Another avenue of, like, of income to, to be had. And, yeah, I just like you said just to repeat what you said like that whole attitude of like you need us just i don't think it it it, not only is it like weird and and kind of elitist but it's it's also like not true at all Really, it's it's
1: super out of date now now that we have social media like it's so easy that you can connect with anybody yeah you know like i mean there's plenty of collectors or anybody that can just go directly to an artist and if the artist isn't has too crazy of a following or they have the time, you know, they can go through the request box or their inbox and just like make their own sales if they want to, you know, I know that there's different levels where like, they're just too busy or it's not their focus. You know, they want to just focus on the art and then that could come into play where they have a manager or they have a gallery that's handling it for them. But yeah, I think it's it's an outdated attitude to have for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I,
0: so. I guess like, and I always play devil's advocate with things that I literally just said, but uh, <laughs>
1: it's it's good to question yourself.
0: Yeah, but I guess like the flip side of that is is kind of like um, if the galleries are in contact with like collectors who are down to spend the big big dollars, I guess, mm-hmm. then that's a thing, you know? Yeah. And then it kind of gets, like, vetted around, yeah. you know? It, so tell me if you think this is a, is an accurate take. What it seems like to me is, like, that there's there's maybe about, like, in the, like, top-tier art world, right? Like, that there's maybe about, like, 300 or so people who are, like, collecting works over, like, 20 grand or something like that. and And then it's kind of like this, not even elitist, but just this club of, like, if one person likes you maybe you're you got kind of a foot in the door. Yeah. And if it spreads around like you could be well established for like the rest of your life. Is that right or am I am I tripping? The old, the old handshake?
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean I'm sure there's probably some truth to a degree on that. I think mm-hmm. it's a lot more than just like 300 people though. There's yeah, okay. There's plenty of people that have a good amount of money to spend um on, you know, artwork which is as, as a luxury purchase. Uh yeah. that do it privately you know i mean everything you know, when you're spending your money in, on something that you want to be an heirloom you probably want to keep it private anyways private collection yeah yeah you know you get it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i've heard of that before yeah i think so too uh <laughs> but i mean they're out there i mean we have you know so many people in the country or just worldwide and again social media being able to connect everybody yeah um anybody that f- from all walks of life you know has the ability to purchase some artwork so i think that again back in the day that probably was the case yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, and then nowadays, you know, I think it's, it's changed quite a bit, Totally, um, but yeah, I don't know. Again, it's a, it's a strange, the art world, art world is like so big and there's so many different levels to it. Um, yeah, definitely. but it's, it's super weird that there are just people out there that want to buy a trophy for their wall versus like buying uh, something that they absolutely love and they want to stare at, for yeah. you know, an indefinite amount of years.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah the uh the whole people craze uh on the on the nft front kind of proved that that mindset is is a little more prevalent in the art world i feel like for sure
1: like the hype game is real dude
0: yeah yeah when you snatch up a people and then sell it immediately
1: yeah like that's crazy the flipper world is also like it's super strange yeah it's yeah
0: right, do you have any like did you ever like dip your toe in that world, or see any?
1: No, I don't. Weirdness? I mean, I've seen plenty of weirdness. I still see it. Yeah, you know, uh, it's fine. It's a different business model. It's mm-hmm. not one that I really jive with. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not one that, from what I understand, a lot of artists jive with. Um, you know, they they'd like to see artwork being bought and then held. For the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're buying it again because you love it and you want it, not because you're looking at it as like, oh, if this is an investment I can make some quick money off of real quick. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I know there's plenty of galleries out there that have uh, non-resale contracts. Or, oh, really? Yeah, or there's like a, a time limit to being able to do that. Mm. Um, you That's know, cool. I've, I've heard about... then
0: you're buying it for the right reasons. Exactly. For the, you know, what we think are the right reasons. Yeah, right.
1: I mean, what are the right reasons? But yeah, yeah. you know, the, the better reasons. Yeah. But I mean, I've even heard about certain artists that have done like uh, limited edition drops on you know sculptures or vinyls or prints or whatever Mm -hmm. uh, that sell out super quick and they'll they have like their own team that's monitoring you know like eBay let's say as an example and then they'll start seeing those items that just dropped be relisted and then they'll do their research and find out who was who and then they'll cancel orders and they'll refund you know money and just then they're on a blacklist where like you can't buy these anymore because you're just buying it you're taking it away from people that want it for the right reasons. I've heard that. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's wild, man. I mean, it's crazy. I it's kind of like ticket scalping. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. They're yeah. one and the same, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's the it's a different business model. It works for some people. You know, it's, it's interesting. But I, I don't feel comfortable doing that. You know, I'd rather yeah. have a conversation with the artist and be like, is this okay with you, you know, yeah. to do?
0: Or at um, least hold on to it for... Several years or something, you know, or or an appropriate amount of time. And if you know, you want to make room for something else, then right, yeah, yeah, I I, think that's appropriate. Like, what we're talking about is like buy it, flip it, yeah, within buy more, yeah, flip it within a month or so, which,
1: yeah, I mean, I don't, I personally have never done that. I've definitely sold some pieces out of my collection, but it was after maybe like five years or so. And I was like, okay, yeah, you mean as a collector, you know. That's your taste changes It's over appropriate. Time. Yeah. You yeah. grow just like the artists grow. Yeah. Um, you, you get into a new space that you don't have enough room for anymore. Right. And then maybe you can't display all this stuff. So then there's pieces where you're just like, somebody should be able to appreciate these. Yeah. I don't have the space. I might not for a while. I'll let somebody else take it, yeah. you know, give it a good home. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I've I've never done it myself. Um, yeah, yeah. Anything that I've sold uh, that hasn't been in the gallery, like I have a relationship with those the artists, or you know, it's coming from a private collection where somebody is in those circumstances where they're just like, hey, you know, it's mm. time for me to let these go, right? Right. And then we go from there, right? So, did you
0: collect any NFTs in the past I, couple months? I didn't. You no. didn't? Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, you're, I, you're more into the physical art.
1: I am. Yeah. I don't think that. Uh, I mean, I can't say that I never will get an NFT, but like, I don't know that anything's going to replace like a physical thing for me to put on my wall and Mm -hmm. like stare at and like sit and like really like dig into, you know, look at it from all the different angles, get up close, you know, get, Mm -hmm. get far away. Look at the
0: brushstrokes. Yeah. There's definitely something different about a screen versus, versus like a canvas. For sure. Obviously. Yeah. I
1: mean, it's cool that you can zoom in as much as you want, but it's still like, I mean, we're looking at our screens every day for hours on end and it just like. I don't know it there's it's I don't know I don't know how to describe it I feel like it's not tangible just what you can get from being in front of a piece of artwork versus like on your
2: phone yeah you know yeah
1: maybe we're just desensitized to a certain degree where it just doesn't hit the same you know Mm -hmm. and like when you go out of your way to come and like see a piece of artwork like you're having to make a special trip whether it's to a museum or someone else's house right or to a gallery or wherever um and you know I think it just there's something special added to it
0: yeah yeah i think we lose a little bit of something uh as well as gaining it with like convenience you know Mm -hmm. like with the phone it's always in your pocket or or wherever and all you got to do is be like oh i'll search so and so but to like really see a painting in real life is you're right it's something else yeah
1: i mean we can look at photos of pieces like all day long but then you come and you see them in person and it's never captured the same yeah you know i mean we can't replicate what our eyes see with something digital yet right so i mean yeah i don't think that we're gonna i don't know it's i'd rather just look at a piece i guess to get back yeah, to yeah. your question yeah <laughs> for sure, for so sure. yeah nice. i also i mean I, got, I jumped into the crypto world and then i was like okay i'm in pretty deep right now for my liking you know and then you know watching watching everything go up and down and up and down. And you're just like, I got anxiety right now. I got to step away from this and just let it be, you know, and then mm-hmm. getting into NFT things, you're like, okay, I could spend some of that money I already have in there right now, but then I want to replace it. And I don't know. It's, it's a whole, I don't know. It's just, just adding a lot of stress. Yeah. 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 So I feel like I'm just, there are plenty of other works that I want in person also from different artists And I feel like I have a list that I'm just like, okay, who's up next that I would try I want to try to get something from, you know, so I feel like I'm focused more on the physical stuff than I am the digital at the moment. Yeah. But I think NFTs are great for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've talked about them to death on here. I don't think we're going to go into that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I do want to ask you about crypto, even though it's not art related. Sure. When did you, when did you buy crypto? Uh,
1: I mean, not that long ago, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, probably like a year or so ago. nice. Nice. And I missed the big, you know, spike. Waves yeah, already. exactly. When yeah. it was first coming around back in 2000, what, 17, 18. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, it, I was trying to grasp the full understanding of it, you know, mm-hmm. and ju- justify spending money on it or investing money, I should say. Um, but. I guess the uncertainty and like lack of knowledge stopped me for a while, mm-hmm. you know? And then eventually like I did more research. I talked to a lot more people that I knew closely that were in it and had been doing it for a while and yeah. made good money on it and just kind of picked their brains more to where I felt confident enough to be able to like
0: throw down some nice,
1: but nice. I feel like, I mean, I'm still small potatoes in comparison to a lot of other people that have thrown oh, yeah. down. Like, yeah, yeah same. I've, I've got one friend who, I'm like, oh, I bought, you know, $100 worth of Chainlink or something like that. And he's Mm -hmm. like, I'm 10,000 deep. And I'm like, oh, shit, what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But that's how you make your money, you know, like that or substantial, you know, return on investment. So and I'm like, I don't know (laughs) if I can do that yet. Like $1,000 is a lot, you know. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I did buy $100 worth of Dogecoin. Did you? Yeah, when it was like seven cents. So that's fun to see. Uh-huh. But then again, I talked to some other friends, and they're like, "I'm ten thousand deep on that," and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like, yeah, you're doing crazy. good. But like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and now they they all just kind of took a shit this past week. Yeah, um, in the past few days even. But I guess I'll just hold on to it. Yeah, staking, dude. Yeah, you just gotta hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we got off on a tangent there, but uh,
1: that'll happen with crypto
0: yeah i don't know i think it's fucking cool like the ideology behind it yeah it's fun i'm into it yeah, yeah yeah it's a new thing and you know any kind of chance that we can get to like wiggle out some of the shitty parts of the financial system that we have in place now like I'm willing to throw down a little money on that for sure
1: yeah, yeah. get off underneath that thumb some yeah yeah i
0: agree sure. That has nothing to do but art uh, with art, but, you
1: know. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, we yeah, got yeah. onto it from oh, NFT. No, this is what so. I wanted
0: to ask you. Um, have you ever accepted, like, Ethereum or Bitcoin in exchange for, like, a, a piece of artwork?
1: I have, yeah, a nice. couple of times now. Um, more, more recently, just now for Andrew's show. Yeah. Oh,
0: sweet. Yeah, we had a couple of
1: pieces that sold from, uh, from Ethereum, which yeah. is cool. Um, it's nice to just be able to converse with the artists about that and see for how sure. they feel because, yeah. again, you know how gas fees are. Mm-hmm. If you don't, then, you know, do a little digging and you'll find out and won't be happy. But right, uh, it, I think it's easier. Like with Andrew, you know, we were approached by it and I was like, hey, you know, we have somebody that wants to buy something with Ethereum. Like, how do you feel? And he was like, yeah, I'm about it. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to just going to let them pay you directly because it comes to me, they're going to get charged a fee. And then when I have to do it to you, it's going to get charged, charged a fee. Yeah, yeah. It could change in that small time frame. Right. Right. I was like, I'm just going to let them handle it directly to you. you nice. Know? So, um, yeah, I mean. Maybe if it becomes a, a little more stable, quote unquote, you yeah, know, yeah. then we could accept it and then pay artists out that way. But again, I think it's just easier to communicate and just be like, how do you feel about this? You know, how do oh, you be yeah. okay with crypto? Most of the artists that I work with, uh, I have come to find out, well, I don't want to say most, a good amount uh, are into the crypto world now yeah, um, yeah. and have, you know, accepted crypto as payment Yeah. Um, or just are heavily invested in it. Yeah. So,
0: yep. Yeah, yeah, I think there's something that vibes uh with a creative person and the whole idea behind crypto. Yeah. And I, I can't exactly put my finger on it right this second, but it, it's just the fact that it's new, I think, and innovative. Yeah. And and we're drawn to that for sure. And it's, you know, I know that uh Andrew even talked about it on the show a little bit like but his relation his like relationship to pricing his pieces is like i think you know this piece could be five thousand dollars you know yeah but it, it is what it is and uh crypto is kind of like it's kind of different right mm-hmm. you know it's like sort of yeah i don't know how to describe it
1: i mean he could get paid one day and it's you know this eighteen hundred dollar piece and then tomorrow mm-hmm. it's worth five thousand exactly. dollars you know yeah so yeah instant uh I don't know. I don't want to say inflation, but, you know, that that price hike, it's there.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, So one question I wanted to ask you is do you have any, uh, like, brutal facts about the art world that you want to share? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh,
1: outside of what I've already kind of shared about, you know, the the racket of paying to get into a gallery. um, I mean, I'm still, what I view uh in my art career even as a gallerist even though i was at new conscious for five years and now i'm doing this i'm in the adolescent stages you know i'm a a baby you know like i'm there are galleries that have been around for a while and they're crushing it and like you know selling every single show out and yeah you know they're doing things that sometimes you don't even realize are going on um and you know i don't i don't know there's there's plenty of shady things that happen in the art world um
0: maybe it doesn't even have to be brutal but just maybe something that like people aren't completely aware of like Yeah, when I found out the the $10,000 thing like that you know like yeah. paying to get into a gallery mm-hmm. that kind of blew me away although I wasn't surprised but I was also like oh it, like things make a little bit more sense now
2: yeah.
1: It's almost like a pay for an exposure type of thing, mm-hmm. but
0: you're paying for the exposure. Yeah. It's just yeah. weird.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of magazines, top ones that we were talking about earlier that mm-hmm. are paid to play, you yeah. know, which is kind of unfortunate that they're not just like sharing it for the love of the art. I can't be, I don't work there. So right. I can't yeah, speak hundred yeah. percent of the time saying that like, this is a hundred percent what's going on. Right. Right. But from what I do know, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Um, but it makes sense again as a business model for magazines because they're, they're print know. magazine. Yeah, and they like, got yeah, to make their money.
0: Live these days, exactly. As a print magazine.
1: So there's that. I I I don't know if there's anything like brutally true that I can share. I mean, there's things that I disagree with. You know, like I'll I'll never try to to sell somebody on a painting as a commodity where I'm like selling a fucking used car or something, you right? Know? Or I'm trying to talk you into it and tell you why it's a great investment like a lot of other people do, or crazy inflate prices for pieces. Um, right. I I think something that I do Mm. that is different from a lot of other galleries is like, I don't, I don't set prices for artwork. I have a conversation with the artists. I let Mm. them set the price. We already have our percentages worked out. It's like an understanding.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I've had artists be like, well, what do you sell your works at? Maybe that's what I should list my stuff at. And I'm like, no, that's not, that's not how this should work. Because again, if you've been selling your pieces for, you know, this much money and you come work with me and then they're this much money. And it's like a crazy inflation. Like that's not going to look good for a gallery and people are going to be like, this dude's just taxing me, you know? And like, that's not what it's about. Again, like I said before, I'm not about trying to make a crazy amount of money off of the artwork. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I'm, I'm not about selling trophies. Like I said before, like right. a lot of other galleries are just like, how do I get these in people's hands? Like mm. that's the ultimate goal. I don't really care about anything else and they'll do whatever they can to try to get it in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know so i think inflation is crazy auction houses are wild (laughs) yeah uh, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't think people realize they're, they're like, Oh, this piece sold for this much money. And then you're not thinking about like, if it came from a private collection, then they're paying a certain amount of money to the auction house. And it's usually a crazy high percentage. And then on top of that, then they're having to pay taxes on that. So, you know, something that sold for a crazy amount of money they' it's like winning the lottery, you know, like yeah, you're yeah. only walking away with a small amount yeah. in comparison to like what it actually sold for.
0: And have you, have you watched those auctions where they bring out just like an amazing like Picasso or Rembrandt or something. They auction it off and no one claps until the gavel rings and they're like $300 million yeah. or whatever. And people are like clapping for the money. Yeah, exactly. Like,
1: it's, it's weird. It's a weird it's, concept. Yeah, you it know? is weird. And it's like, what are we doing this for? Really? It's, yeah, yeah. it's like all these people just trying to look at an investment and which I, yeah. isn't necessarily the case across the board. You know? Yeah, for but it's, sure, it's, for it's sure. a weird way of sending a message like that when, For sure.
0: And it's like, I'm not mad at anybody, especially like galleries for trying to make money. It's like, you got to, of course, make money, stay in business. Yeah. But like, there is like a difference between having artists that you love in your gallery and having stuff that you like know will sell, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, And I think, and again, I don't want to talk about it too long, but I think that that's why people got so excited about NFTs. Yeah. Is because it cuts out a lot of the, like the middleman kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And I also think that like people want to be associated with greatness. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you have a Picasso eh, people want a piece, they want, right. They're like, Oh, let me ride the coattails of this.
1: Right. I mean, I think at that point it's a part of history. Yeah, yeah.
0: So they're like, I want to own a part of
1: history myself, you know,
0: for sure. For sure. And I'm, I'm saying more like the middlemen, like, uh, like, an auction house. Gotcha. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, we can sell you this. And it's like, I wish that, you know, it was more like direct, you know, C2C, I guess, what they would call it in the business world, like consumer to consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not to go off on the crazy middleman tangent there.
2: That I Because, I mean, I you, mean we, get a, we get we yeah. get a bad rep,
1: you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I've had people who have contacted artists that I've worked with. And been like, hey, I'm really interested in your piece, and it's like on the wall. We just had the show. They're like, I'm interested in your piece, uh, but I don't want to pay the gallery tax. And they're like, they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, yeah. It, Whether it's in the gallery or not, like that's the price that it's going to be. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, exactly. I think it, it's a it's a it's a bad misconception, and there's a lot of people that have made it that way. Where, um, again, I guess these are some of the other things. You know, that's there are certain price sheets for certain people. That, yeah. uh, you know, a certain class of people that come out, you know, like, yeah, yeah. oh, we know this person has money, so, like, we got the we're other price. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to jack that price up. Yeah. Or they don't give people the time of the day because they don't look a certain way.
0: You know, yeah, like, yeah, which yeah. is also wild. And, it's so weird.
1: Yeah. Or like a, a certain spaces just aren't welcoming. Like they, you, again, they're just judging you, you know, you're coming mm-hmm. in and they're just like, this dude's going to waste my time. And you're like, dude, you're just like, it's not, it's not what it's about. It's like you going
0: know? into Saks Fifth Avenue, like dress like me or something. Like yeah.
1: Or me. Yeah. And then they're just like, <laughs> bum, like, what are you doing? And then you're
0: like, I'd like this $5,000 jacket, please. Yeah.
1: And they're like, sir, you that's 5,000 US <laughs> dollars, you know, and you're like, yeah, I, I know I got it. Yeah. But I mean that's kind of super weird. But it gives the rest of us a bad name, you know. Mm. Like people have the misconception where it's like it's a generalized thing. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, the price is this because of the gallery, and you're like, no, no, no. the gallery helps establish the value, and there are other galleries that are like setting value on things, mm. whether it's appropriate or not. Like it happens. Yeah. Um, which is fine. But you know, it's I don't know. It it's, might
0: be appropriate too. Like just to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like they just might know their clientele true yeah you know
1: i mean there are gallerists or dealers that you know are appraisers you know and and have the ability to say why something is worth this much money for sure you know i think it's a pretty generalized understanding well maybe not for people who are on the outside but that like uh, the value of art is established by different factors the artist the collector the gallery and a couple others that have to be kind of like in agreement to be like you know, yeah. this is why it's this price. Cause everything else is aligning for it, you know, yeah. and also, uh, a track record, you know, yeah. like the, and just been selling those pieces for this much money for this long. So that's why it's worth this much money. Yeah. You know?
0: And it's, it's so hard to price your pieces as an artist in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like I've even asked galleries before that I've shown in, like, what do you, what do you think I should price this at? Mm. Cause like, you know, I also don't want to out price myself right. too early. Like, because you would think that like selling a $10,000 piece would be great, right? Right. But then like if you can't keep making $10,000 pieces and selling them, you know, it's like you can't really it's like weird to come down. Right. You, know you don't want to do that.
1: It's like wipe an egg off your face type of scenario, you know. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. keep I mean, I've had this conversation with a lot of different artists, but I, I there's if if you're if you're taking it on as a career, like there's no rush to get to that finish line whatever the finish line price is for you right you know like right. you want your collector base to come with you because yeah like you're progressing in life so are they yeah if they love and support you as much as they want to in the beginning you want them to be able to come with you the entire time and yeah, they'll yeah. understand like you've been putting the work in you've been progressing your work is getting so much better like it's mm-hmm. it it is worth this much more money um and you know like like they said this you're in it for the long haul you know like you don't need to just like jump from a to z real quick and just be like i'm selling ten thousand dollar works and then you like how long are you gonna be able to do that yeah yeah. like i hope that you can that's great but like yeah you don't want to like hyperinflate suddenly and then have to backtrack because you're having trouble selling them
2: yeah you know I,
1: i think it's also a super important factor to like consider you know if you have you know one to three super strong collectors and like you're consistently selling works at a certain price and then you raise it but it's just those three people that keep buying your stuff, you know, that you need to make sure that like you're being real about like what you're setting your value at, because yeah, you're good in a spot with those three people buying those pieces. But then, you know, what about everyone else that's going to want to want a piece, you know, are they going to be able to get it for that, you know? And so I don't, like I said, it's a bunch of different variables that are involved to like make it what the value is for the piece of artwork.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so difficult. Um, but that's just something I think that uh that I mean I wasn't really aware of until two years ago, three years ago or yeah, something. Like it's that.
1: a weird thing to think about. Yeah. You're yeah. Like, I just been painting this in my studio, dude. Yeah. I don't know. What is it worth? Like what
0: yeah. what do you think it's worth? Yeah, there's A lot of times if people hit me up, I'm like, Well, what what would you pay for it? Yeah. That's a good way. You and know. sometimes it's right on and sometimes it's like <laughs> appallingly low yeah
1: you're like don't thanks for the insult guy a, yeah.
0: yeah, i'm not giving you a deal well, like that well which is you know i think just people just don't know sometimes but, for sure but uh, yeah
1: they're also coming at it from a perspective of like well what can i spend yeah you yeah know? and yeah so they're like i only got this much to spend so i'm hoping you're gonna say it's yeah it's worth this much money yeah it, the other uh, aspect of that too when you were saying like you don't want to say sell like a piece for ten thousand and then have to lower it later yeah yeah is uh you know, let's say you do sell a piece for ten thousand, then you then you have another piece that you same size, same amount of work, all that. Yeah. And, but you have to sell it for two thousand. You know. Exactly. Then what is that person who bought it for ten thousand going to think? Are they going to continue buying pieces from you? Because then you have to have a conversation with them and explain why you had to lower it. Otherwise, they're going to be like, "Did you just pull a did fast you, one on me, dude? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. what happened? Why, why did I pay five times as much as what you're selling it to so and so over here now? Yeah. You know, that's it's super weird. I mean, it's finicky. You know, you have to. It's a balance.
0: Yeah, it's it's just tough. And I think that like, you know, I think mostly artists listen to this and it's just something to be aware of, I guess. For sure.
1: Yeah, take your time, everybody. Yeah. There's no rush. And, you, and
0: also like to get back to that, like what's, you know, y- the only thing you're solving with like selling a $10,000 painting or whatever number it is, right, it's all of a sudden is you have that amount of money. Right. It's like you're not going to solve like all the, you know, all the voices in your head, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those things. It's like, Oh, I'll be happy when X happens. Right. Right. Yeah. And then X happens and you're like, you choose other things to be like, Oh, well now I'll be happy when right. I sell one for 20,000 right? or I sure. get the house and have the family and you know, like whatever it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. I right. feel
1: like it's good to set goals. You know, it's always good to be ambitious, but I feel mm-hmm. like when you're just chasing after money, it can be fleeting if you right. get it, you know, right. like, it can be gratifying or, you know, you can just just get distracted and you're like, well, now what? Yeah. You know, well, how am I going to do the next big thing?
0: Yeah. That, like uh, something that I've come to realize just about life in general lately is that like you'll always have, um, a person will always have problems to solve to one extent or another, I think. For sure. Yeah. It's like, and as soon as you solve one, you're like, okay, well now I can move on to the next thing that needs my attention. Right. Yeah. That's just what I've found. I don't know. And so I think it's just good to, I just wanted to say that like money will solve your financial problems, but there's other. Ideally. Yeah. Ideally it might not even do that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you got to make sure
1: that you're good at like saving or spending because some people get that, that first big paycheck and then they spend it like super crazy. Yeah. You know, and then they're back to square one where they're like, I made that money and now it's all gone. Like what do I do?
0: Yeah. So yeah,, um, so, what's your superpower <laughs> if I had one? No, okay, so <laughs> so two two, two parts to this question. okay. One, what's your current superpower, like that you do have, like they not, what would your friends say that that you're really good at speaking very softly? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. so I think everyone will get from this podcast
2: yes <laughs>
0: oh shit hang on a second
1: they're just going to sleep mode yeah,
0: I guess it panic attack averted it's going to show me going shit <laughs> I guess I can edit that out We gotta okay. leave it in man you gotta leave it in yeah i gotta leave it in yeah yeah for anyone who's just on the audio version which i think is most people um i looked over at the video camera and it was uh blank screen so i wanted to make sure it was still on yeah doing your part really need a producer (laughs) um I'm going to call Mike Dempsey out because he is letting me borrow this camera. And he also said he'd be my producer today.
1: There you go. Shouts and also put him on the spot. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so thank you, Mike. Yeah, um, thanks, Mike. Okay. you're Your superpower, but for real, like. Still one that I have. One that you have. And then one that just to be silly and stupid at the end of this, one that you would want, which one would you want? Man,
1: I feel like this is a tough one for both.
0: Yeah. Uh, cause it's hard to big up yourself, you know? Yeah.
1: I don't know. That's, I'm not good at doing that kind of thing. Um,
0: <laughs> I, 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 I here, here, if you want me, uh, yeah, let me get a little can, help from you. Okay. So you should crowdsource this kind of thing. Right. This, this right. That's what people have
1: told me. <laughs> <I don't know>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying is, is like, if you ask some of your close friends, but from my, you know, we're good acquaintances, I'd say. Yeah. Like, we haven't kicked it that much. We bonded over comedy earlier. Yeah. that was cool. That's great. But um, what I get from you is, like, it, you might even be onto something when you say the soft-spokenness. Yeah. Because, like, you seem very, like, secure. You know what I mean? I'm glad it comes off that way. <laughs> <laughs> Inside, you're just sweating. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was in panic
1: mode? Anxiety? Yeah. No. I mean... Yeah. I mean, I think I'm pretty calm for the most part. Yeah. Uh, I don't really react emotionally to a lot of things. I feel like I'm pretty, I don't know, rational and logical about mm-hmm. a lot of circumstances, and situations for sure. Um,
0: I don't know if that's a superpower or not. You know, I think it can be, I mean, it comes in handy for sure. For me, for me, a definitely like coming from my per, per like, you know, artist perspective, mm-hmm. I'm not always rational. Yeah. Like I take a lot of risks
1: i mean you got to do it though yeah. You know,
0: i mean it's a risky game that we're in it's fun yeah
1: it's a fun <laughs> thing for sure yeah, yeah it can be gratifying yeah yeah it can also be horrifying at the same time you <laughs> yeah. know but it's all you're riding the wave you know you got to yeah. ride it for the ups and the downs you can't have you know the light without the dark type of situation totally so, totally yeah
0: but you come off as very like centered level-headed to me i'll take to that. me i'll take that from the outside good good I like, I I hope to be, there might be a crying little child in there, (laughs) but like your outward persona is really, you're just calm.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I just have a routine that I like that keeps me pretty centered. Let's talk about it. Oh man. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I mean, the gym is a big thing for me. It always has been, you know, I feel like it's my, my meditation. Mm -hmm. If I don't get the gym in for a couple of days, like I feel it mentally for sure. Really? Yeah. Okay um i mean i my focus isn't the same uh my motivation isn't always the same unless i just crack out on caffeine yeah um yeah. which can be overwhelming sometimes you totally. know and then you yeah. just don't sleep well uh or you just get distracted easy you know because then you get ad add and you're just yeah, like yeah. You know, looking at all these different things you don't get shit accomplished you mm-hmm. think you do and then at the end of the day you're like man i did like a little bit of that and a little bit of this and a little bit of that but my list is, is the finished. Same. Yeah. yeah 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 so uh i mean that's a that's a big part of my my routine and has been since i was like i don't know 12 14 years old something really? like that yeah nice. um been a big part of my life so uh there's that um my pup now also you know making sure that i take her out and get her some play time i mean you saw how energetic she was earlier i can't oh yeah i cannot tucker her out i have one of my own yeah yeah, she's, she's still pretty young too, right? You and oh Mike yeah. got sisters, brothers, yeah. brother, sister. Sisters. Sisters, yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. And it's a blue healer, so yeah, just a yeah. ball of energy. Wild. Yeah. Psycho. <laughs> Psycho. Yeah. Love it. So, I mean, yeah, so the gym, the pup, you know, work. It's really nice having the space and, you know, like uh COVID not having the restrictions and not being able to operate anymore. Mm-hmm. Or that we can't operate, I should say. Yeah, is, yeah. Cause working from home is fun and all, but like there's something different about not rolling out of bed and just being at your desk yeah and then actually like you know leaving the home to go and like work somewhere whether it's your studio in another room or another building or you know coming here to the gallery and like working
0: um yeah i noticed that for the first time in the past year and a half yeah because i'm using mike's garage that he was using yeah And it's just, uh, I love it. It's
1: weird, right? I mean, I think that there's just so many distractions at home. mm -hmm. You know, it's easy to get into your comfort zone and like to get into relaxed mode because that's what you're used to doing there. Right, right. And so when you have to combine like work and that there, it's just like weird. Yeah, it's easy to slip into one or the other. Yeah. Um, or harder to get into one or the other, one Mm -hmm. of the two. So yeah, uh, being yeah that too.
0: Like the flip side of it is like at you know whatever midnight, you're still like emailing people and yeah and all that kind of stuff which i'm definitely guilty of yeah
1: same i mean that's the thing with running a gallery also and being an art dealer and stuff is like it doesn't it doesn't turn off when you have people that are up at all hours of the night in america or international collectors or whatever or artists too that i have to communicate with because i work with a lot of international artists like Mm -hmm. you know their time is totally different than mine um i've got to basically be on call like all the time yeah which is interesting you know so but it's it's part of the game and i i like it you know it's fine because then it makes me feel productive (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. i'm like i'm always working i'm always getting some shit done so right
0: right it's cool um do you have trouble turning off like relaxing
1: uh i i think so yeah Yeah. i mean i think inwardly if we were like at a beach resort somewhere i'd probably look like on the outside now on the outside i'd be like looking like i'm you know, in the moment, but Mm -hmm. I think inside I'd just be like thinking about the next like day or two or what I'm supposed to be doing Yeah, 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 or like what I should have been doing before I left type of shit. Yeah. So, um,
0: I don't know. It's that stuff's hard. It is. Yeah. It's like setting boundaries with yourself Yeah. in a way. And it's like, you think like, Oh, I'm just myself. Like, why do I need to set boundaries? Yeah. And, but then like, you know, you're up at 2am like staring at your phone screen and asking someone if they want to be on your podcast (laughs) and you're like, wait a second, what am I doing?
1: Uh, you're working still, man. I should sleep. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Like this could wait till tomorrow, but I should just, sometimes you just get a strike in the moment, you know?
0: That's true too. Yeah. I so. love how like everything we're saying, we're we're just like immediately contradicting ourselves.
1: Yeah, you gotta play devil's advocate with
0: yourself. Yeah. All that self reflection, that's good. Yeah, you know. I, I agree. I agree. You're hearing both
1: sides out or all the sides, I guess. Yeah. If there's yeah. more than two.
0: Yeah. So um okay, so what kind of superpower would you want? It can be it can be real world or it could be like flight or something like that.
1: Okay. I don't know, I've been trying to watch some superhero stuff lately since I had a little bit of time to do that, but yeah man I don't know um (laughs) I don't know flying or teleportation would be kind of tight yeah you know yeah those two I guess it has to do with travel that's kind of weird both of those things yeah yeah. I don't do a lot of traveling anyways but Mm. uh, maybe it's also efficiency yeah <laughs> i want fast efficient travel no yeah. i don't i have no idea to be honest i don't know those two things seem like they'd be kind of cool but are they practical i don't know yeah like how are they going to help people <laughs> am yeah. i I'm just uh oh, hey do you need a ride somewhere real quick <laughs> like i got you yeah, like yeah. hang on we'll teleport you know yeah, i don't yeah. i don't know it's strange
0: uh hey, you could have said you know if you wanted to be really altruistic uh being able to generate uh free energy for the world to power itself on see i should know? have been
1: a little more you know? like uh for the people yeah you know and not God. so selfish with it <laughs> um it's a strange question to ask i is. heard you ask it on the podcast so i should have probably been a little more prepared for it
0: but well and in, in i think like i wanted to ask that second part too just because it's like it just gets you it gets people thinking too yeah like real world superpower is what i had asked before previously Like what would a real world superpower define as i mean like patience like Okay. Crazy patience. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think I... I have that. I know that for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm (laughs) super patient. I think, like, I'm also persistent. Yeah. You know? It's a good quality. I just keep doing the thing. Yeah. And I have... uh, I think I've learned how to temper my expectations, I think. Okay. Yeah. Which is... That's another big one. But I've only learned that. You know, I wasn't... I think all those things are learned actually for sure yeah.
1: i mean some come intuitive to a degree yeah, yeah you know sure, but sure. You, know, you can always learn more about them yeah or dive into them deeper i mean the expectations thing is a big one I, yeah. they're all big but yeah expectations is a thing to i don't know you set them too high and then you're gonna have yeah some pretty big fall from it or something yeah you know
0: yeah like i'm trying to sell prints right now this new painting that i just made mm-hmm. that's what you
1: posted today right
0: yeah 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 um and i found myself like you know i did i don't know instagram's so weird like we could do a whole fucking episode on social media and like <laughs> how how i have like a, a bit of resentment there yeah um it's a love hate thing yeah yeah cuz i mean that's what they do right that's what a that's what an abusive partner does too it's toxic yeah it's yeah. toxic <laughs> so toxic they're like reward 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 take it all away yeah oh you're trying to sell a print no. Nah. yeah so if you want to buy my prints <laughs> um check it out but no like i found myself getting angry because i was like i mean i think it now i'm just gonna sound like a bitter old man no not a bitter old man like i'm uh, uh tooting my own horn here but i think it's the best painting i've ever done okay personally um okay. now, might not be everyone's favorite but uh but anyways i was like how did i how have i only sold two prints uh, yeah so far I mean that's another thing. That's just there's so many variables involved that could exactly. be anything. You know, it's it's hard to be like, okay, you know, at this point I'm like, it's not me, is no. it? And then I'm like, is it? And it's like, okay, no, 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 it's not me. Yeah, it's not all me. the self doubt. But then it's like I get angry, and I'm like, I'm not angry at the at people because of right. course, of course, like no one owes you shit, right? right? And it's like, a luxury that you're yes, selling something. Yes, it's like a luxury. That. Yeah, but it's also like the you know I don't know. I think I'm mad at Instagram is what I'm trying to say. I mean, their
1: algorithm is fucked and they just never tell us the rules. No, you know,
0: like there's no rules
1: and it's, it's always like Forbes being like, Hey, this is the new algorithm. This is how you get shit done. Or I don't know Forbes may be a bad example, but (laughs) it's like someone random where you're like, this is how you got to do it. Now the reels and like saving posts, like that's how you're going to get like on the top of the feed now for your, you know, your audience. It's like, it's wild. I don't like to save things. Yeah, I don't yeah. like to get on the reels. Like I'm still yeah. old school where I'm just like on Instagram, on the feed, you know, exploring yeah. people's pages and stuff. It's, it's yeah. strange. Maybe everyone just spent all their money on Andrew's paintings.
0: Yeah. That's probably it. You know? So yeah. Give him a little and bit. And big congrats to Andrew too. I, I don't, you know, I think I said something to him at the show, but I just want to reiterate, like, I mean, I think his work is some of the best out there yeah. right now. Andrew, and it's, it's phenomenal. It's underappreciated. And maybe I'll get a few shots for the Patreon. Uh, yeah, feel free to yeah I'd of love. your like full gallery at the end here.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, Andrew did a amazing job. I feel like he leveled up, and know I couldn't be happier with uh, a christening show um, in the space. You know, he he put a lot of work into it, and I don't know. I think it shows.
0: And yeah, man, I I said this last week with John too that it was just so great to to come out and and. See everybody, yeah, again, like we were all in one place, and like, and it wasn't the fucking internet, right? And it was so yeah. nice, yeah, it was so refreshing, you a little know?
1: bit of a normalcy. Coming yeah, back. yeah, yeah.
0: Well, anyway, that's uh, my rant against social media. Yeah. Thanks for coming. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> my TED talk. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm sure they're gonna sell, man. They're, it's a good piece,
0: you know. So and, yeah, I, I and we don't need this to be a therapy session, but <laughs> I'll let it be positive, you know, support. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, man, uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely, this has been man. a great talk. Thank you for having me on. It's, yeah, it's absolutely, fun. man. I think that you've, you've been a, you've been a pillar in our, in the art scene in here in Denver for a while. And, um, I know that me and a lot of other people admire how you move and what you do and, and your, your values and, Thanks for sharing that with us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I appreciate it. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't do it without the support, you know, so it's, it's fun. That's all I really have to say. It's fun and I'm glad and I'm grateful that I get to do it, you know? Oh yeah. And so I'm glad for people like you to be here and for it and supportive and, you know, we to be part of each other's reality in that sense. So, Oh yeah. It's fun stuff.
0: So sweet. And, uh, thanks everyone for listening and come out to the next show. If yeah. you get a chance.
1: Yeah. June 12th. Let's plug uh, that yeah
0: irene leon lopez
1: Uh, i'm sorry i always mess her name up i always switch the two l's irene lopez leon there we go okay and yuri martinez um doing a split show two-person exhibition both have solo works and some collaborative works both spanish artists uh gonna be a good one i think nice
0: yeah i'm looking forward to it i'm i'm super familiar with irene's work
1: big fan Yeah, she keeps changing her style. Like it's pretty cool, progressing from those landscapes to like nature, and now she's doing these like pop culture. Yeah, pop culture still lifes—they're rad. I mean, those have been getting a really good reception, and Yuri is rad too. I mean, his pixelated faces and his imagery that he's been incorporating recently—getting away from nature so much and just using a lot more—I don't know what we just have in reality. It's it's a lot of like Spanish-focused stuff, but Hmm. like that's directly around him, I should Mm -hmm. say. But it's it's cool. It's really dope. Uh, nice. but yeah. It's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a fun one. June twelfth. June twelfth, yeah, five mm-hmm. to eleven. So awesome. plenty of time to make it down. So yeah, that's at what's the address? Twenty six forty seven West Thirty Eighth Avenue. Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado. And you're open? Yep. Tuesday through Saturday. Gotcha. Uh noon till six PM. Or nice. or by appointment if you can't make it by then. Sweet. So, Sweet. Yeah.
0: Well yeah, I'll uh, I'll link everybody in the description to websites. Instagrams, all those good things. Awesome. And thanks again, man. Absolutely, dude. It's been fun. Yep. Fun all right. To do it again. Peace. Later. Thank you again for listening to another episode of RTAF podcast. If you are interested in supporting the Patreon, that address is patreon.com slash RTAF podcast. And I want to thank all my patrons. You guys keep this engine running. I couldn't do it without you. Go over there and check out the tiers I have available. Includes video, uh, guest suggestions, uh, patron-only posts, and some merchandise. Thank you again for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe. Do all those little things that help get RTAF into the consciousness of more and more people shout yeah, out, out,
2: out, out, out.